So who's excited about Mother's Day? <laughs> all right. All right, all right. We, we will go right into our prayer, our time of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you, Lord, that there is none like you today. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, and your hope, Holy Spirit, and all the ways that you have filled us this day. And we pray, Lord, that if we begin to reflect on your word, Lord, and to treasure in our hearts your word today, Lord, that we would be glorified through you, Lord Jesus, that we would have a deeper understanding, a better insight, that we would hear better, see better, understand better, Lord. We want to be made more like you. And so we give you all the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. So, my friends, happy Mother's Day. We're going to do our two words here today. If I can get my notes together, we're going to do our two words on a woman in your life that has made a difference. And and I, I've been told online that um, I got to make sure to say what you say so they know what you all say because they can't hear you all. And we're going to try to do something just a little bit different for those of you that are joining us online today. You get your two words and you type them in the box and then either Gail or Amari can give me those words. Gail, if I bring you, a, if we bring you a mic over there, can you look at the Facebook and read their words that they're chatting to you? Let's see what Gail says, y'all. She just gave me a look. <laughs> like you always up to something. <laughs> can one of you all take a mic over for Gail? We'll give Gail a second to get that together. And then we'll work on who's in the room. So we're going to start on this side of the room. And for those of you all that are guests, what we're doing is you're going to stand in two words that describe the woman in your life, the mother in your life, the mother figure in your life that is important to you. So we'll start on this side of the room. Yes. Sweet and strong. Loving and beautiful. I love my mother. Miss you very much. See, they don't know how to count. <laughs> awesome lady. Extraordinary. Wonderful and beautiful. Sandra? Say it again. Dependable. Geraldine? Great mother. Lovely. Go ahead. My mother. Anyone else on this side? All right. We're going to move to this section. Anyone want to give us two words? Sure. I'm blessed. Loving and beautiful. Amazing, phenomenal. Strong and intelligent. Nurturing, unconditional, Carl. My rock. 
Loving and comforting. Loving and faithful. Always there. Miss you. Miss you. Passionate and resilient. Strong and capable. Go ahead, Anna. Kind and gentle. Best I know. <laughs> Loving and kind. Amazing and intelligent. That's my daughter. <laughs> Selfless, selfless. Patient and supportive. Ditto, ditto. Sweet spirit. Creative and courageous, Gwen. Funny and strong, Gwen. So wonderful. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Was a blessing. I apologize, you. <laughs> I didn't see your hand go up, though. <laughs> Anyone in there? Okay. Very clever. Loving, love, loving, and faithful. God's gift. Michael, strong believer. Oh, you ain't got nothing to say. That's my son right there. <laughs> like you all got no words. Okay. Hardworking, lo- loving, and caring. He's trying to get in now, y'all. <laughs> Katie, in heaven, Felicia, thankful for you. Praise God. Yes, Kelly. Wise and dependable. Gail. Very special. Very special. Anyone over there? Unconditional love. Strong and powerful. Gail, any of our online folks? Latanya Dean says giving heart. Tanea Jackson says selfless and caring. Tina Williams says dignified strength. Praise God. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for joining us online. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Mother's Day is usually about mothers, and we can sometimes only think about the mothers that have had children biologically, right? But I like to think of Mother's Day as a team. Say a team. It takes all of us, doesn't it? The title of today's message is, We're All in This Together, Raising Children with Eternity in Mind. It takes how many of us to raise a child? All of us, the village, the the city, the state, all of us, doesn't it? And I just want to make sure that we say a special thank you to the women that don't necessarily have children, but help a lot. Can we give God a praise offering for those women? There's so many women here and in our communities 
that help, that support, that assist, that do go above and beyond for children that are not even their own children. And I also want to say thank you to the men, amen. And so many men that fill in, that comb hair, that help women, girls become women, and that cook and clean, that do all the things. And we want to give God a praise for you today. Thank you for all that you do. We know Father's Day is coming up, but again, it takes a team of us, doesn't it? Parenting is hard work. Can anybody agree with me on that? (laughs) It is hard work. So I'm going to give you a couple minutes, maybe two or three of you all. Can you, you know how you get advice when you're a new parent. And I don't know if you all have had this experience, but when I was a very new parent, the older parents would sometimes try to give me some advice. And I would give them a side eye. Ooh, I would give them a side eye because I thought I knew everything. How many of y'all know I didn't know nothing? <laughs> I didn't know nothing about being a mother. <laughs> when you had that baby, you know, the first day, you think you got it all together. You're in so in love. You're just like, oh, this is the best. And, and then you get the baby home. And <laughs> you're like, can somebody please take this child? But what I figured out is that Older parents, and they could be, you know, a parent for two, three years longer than you have, or 20, I don't know how long the parenting will have been, but older parents have some wisdom and advice, and usually they're right about stuff, amen? Usually what they are telling you is right, and and most parents are trying to help another parent out, right? Trying to help each other out. So tell me, uh, Walter, maybe we can get another mic. I apologize that I'm, I'm not ready with my mics today. But I want you to think about some advice that worked for you. What's something that worked for you as a parent that helped you along the way? Hold on, I'm going to get you a mic, okay? We want to know what helped you in your journey. What, um, what, what brought you along the way? I know what helped me was learning to listen. Listen to people who've been there and done that. You want to get through the toddler years? Talk to somebody that's got through the toddler years. You want to get through potty training? Talk to somebody who's already done it. You want to get through the teen years? Lord, help us all. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. I am so glad that I had you all because you all told me that, you know, I remember hearing the baby years were the easy years. And I was like, what you mean the baby years, the easy years? The young adult years are a whole nother ball game. <laughs> whole nother ball game when your kids are 20 and 25 and 30, 40 years old, still clowning, right? <laughs> so I want to know today, I think we got some mics. You ready, Susan? At this uh, Right here in the pink, she's going to go first. What's some advice that worked for you? Can you stand up? Tell us your name. Uh, I'm Fatima Red. I'm Lisa Red's uh, daughter. Amen. Uh, Laverne Moore's great niece. Um, so I got two different age groups. I got grown kids and I got a little baby. Uh-huh. So the grown kids, they turn out to think that they your parent. Ooh. So I had to learn how to be slow and steady and patient. Yes. Because at first I was trying to beat them up. <laughs> Amen. But they don't need no harm. Yes. But then I got the little baby. Yes. And she the boss. Ooh. Because I'm supposed to be somebody's grandmama. 
Right, amen? But she keep me young. She keep me innocent. Amen. And she keep me lively. God is good. And God. I just wanted to say that with you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Going slow. Being patient. Who else had learned some advice, Gwen? Uh-oh, we can't hear her on her mic. <laughs> there you go. All right, good. Mine was that uh, I had figured out that each child is different. Ooh. And yes. you treat them different. Yes. And uh, my biggest thing was helping them discover their passion. Ooh. And could that motivates them yes. and it makes me proud yes praise god gwen i like that advice <laughs> helping your kids find it and and all kids are different that don't mean one is loved more or less they're just different amen any any other advice that anyone wants anyone else want to share okay anna Okay, we'll do Kelly, then Anna. Oh, advice that she was not given. For some reason, we can't hear your mic, Kelly. Uh-oh. Hold on. Advice that no one gives you when you are a parent, when you're a new parent, is... How much you're going to miss them when you've done your job, when you've given them every tool that they need to have to take care of themselves. You know, they don't tell you how much you're going to miss them and how much you're going to need them so that you can move on with your life without them and with them. Because now you have to be an outsider looking in. Yeah. You're not there for every day. Yeah. You're not there for every day anymore. You're not privy to all those little bitty things yeah. that you were before. Yeah. And it can be heartbreaking. Yeah. And nobody tells you about that. Everybody is in such a rush to get rid of their children. Ooh. I need a break for my children. I need my kids to go stay with somebody else for the weekend. What you have them for then? If you're going to send them away all the time. <laughs> Let them want to leave you. Yeah. You know, because it's going to happen soon enough to yeah. where they have to leave you. That's very true. How, oh. how many can relate to Kelly's oh, yeah. advice? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Kelly. I felt the emotion in that, that we as parents realize that our testing one day will leave and it's hard. Go ahead. Go ahead, Anna. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, there's so many, there's so many things that we learn, and I'm 84 years old. It took me a while to really allow, I said, allow your child to express themselves in your presence without feeling that they couldn't. A lot of ch- young people, children, feel they can't express themselves to their parents, but you need to have more than just a listening ear. You have to have patience to understand each child, as uh, uh, Gwen mentioned, they're different. And you have to express that way. 
But one thing that really hurts, you have to teach your children how to say, I love you. Oh, that's a good one, Anna. <laughs> you have to teach your children to say, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. And you have to say, I'm sorry. Yes. And you have to say, I love you. Amen. And you have to say to them, just because a person says something that's uncomfortable, it could be cursing to them or whatever, that you still keep control and say, God is my Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to love them in spite of what they just did. And that was hard because I had two sons. Ooh, that was hard. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, I think we have our last one over here, if that's okay. I see Yvonne. Okay, uh, I think one lesson that I think is very important for mothers to keep in mind is that you equip your children with what they need to survive in this world. Amen. They rely on us and the father, but more on the mom. So know the trust that you equip them for what they need. Um, and you prepare them for meeting the challenges that they'll face, even if it's just in what everyone else has said, listening. Yes, praise God. We are equipping our children, amen. And it takes who? All of us, right? All of us supporting each other, encouraging each other, listening to our children. I'm glad you said that, Anna, because sometimes kids want to say something. And we can't hear them, and we think the way they're saying it is disrespectful or unkind, but really we just need to listen to what they're saying and help them through it, praise God. Thank you all for your advice. Those are some good tips. Because when I think about the young people today, did you all know that the, the childbirthing rate is going down? Young people are not having children. They are, and if they do have children, they are one and done. I think the birth rate right now in America is 1.2 children for every childbearing female. Do you, don't y'all realize that that's not enough kids to keep up with the population, right? Who said it that we got, Kelly said it, we need someone to, that's going to take care of us one day, right? We got to think about who's going to take care of us. And if there are no us's to take care of us, we are in trouble, right? So I think we have to change the narrative a little bit about what it is to be a parent. Yes, it is hard work. Yes, it is sacrifice. Yes, it is some tough days. But there is a lot of joy, isn't there? There's a lot of peace. There's a lot of love that we experience from becoming parents and helping our children through their lives. You know, saints, caring for and raising for humans never, ever stops. Think about it. If we don't care for the next generation, if we don't take care of the next generation, what's going to happen? Nobody's going to take care of us, and eventually we, we will be extinct. If we don't feed our children, if we don't make sure they have what their needs, their needs, there will be no humans left. So this is about us making sure we are living. So think about how... Raising children from the time a woman is pregnant all the way through to that child is grown and self-sufficient. We are helping each other. Tell your neighbor, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. Did you all meet our two ladies that came to visit us today? 
What was their names? Deborah and Mary. So those are the two mothers we're going to be talking about today. And those women, because they're not just mothers, they're also women, right? Those two women came to visit us today to share a little bit about their stories. And I want us to think about how their stories impact our lives or we can, we can be inspired. So we have the first one. What was her name again? Deborah. And what was Deborah's job? She was a judge. She was a prophet. She was a messenger of Jesus. She was a messenger of God. And Deborah says she had a buddy. What was his name? Barack. Barack was, was her buddy. And the Lord has sent and given Deborah a message. Think about that. Has anyone ever gotten a message from God? Some of us. Some of us want a message from God, don't we? She got a message from God, and the message from God was telling her, you got to go tell your buddy Barack that he has to go fight a war with those other people over there in Canaan, and he's going to defeat them. So how many of you all would have liked that job? I got to go tell somebody what God said to do. I know I wouldn't have liked that job. So Deborah, she's brave. She goes and tells Barack the message. What does Barack do? He doubts it. He says, no, I can't go over there and fight those people unless you go with me. Unless you go with me. He wanted Deborah to go with him. Now, we said Deborah was a judge. She was a prophet. She's a woman. What else do you think she was? A mother? A sister? A warrior? A wife? She had other responsibilities, right? How many of us feel like we got a lot on our plate? Man, oh man, it's a lot some days, right? So here she is. She already got a full day of work. And Barack says... You got to go with me and do one more thing. One more thing. Anybody else felt like the one more thing? We got to do one more thing today. So that's our first mother. She got that message from God. Who was our second mother? Mary. And who was Mary? The mother of Jesus. And the mother of Jesus is a teenage girl. She's young. She's a virgin. She hasn't even been with a man. And here she is. She's getting a message, a, a visit from an angel that is telling her a message from God. What's the two similarities in this story? Both of them got a message, right? Both of them had to take that message and tell other people about the message. Even though the message sounded strange and weird, they both had to go out and tell somebody else about the message. So what message did Mary get from God? She was about to be pregnant. The Holy Spirit was going to come upon her. Anything else? She was going to give birth to the Messiah, the Savior of the world. What if you knew today that your child that you had was going to be the savior of the world? That would be a blessing. For anybody else, would that seem like a hardship? 
seemed like it'd be a little tough to me. Like, wait, what? I gotta, that, that sounds like extra duties. What do you gotta do to raise the savior of the world? So Mary receives this message and the Holy Spirit came upon her. And I don't know if y'all remember, Jasmine fell to her knees and she said, behold, behold, amen. And she says, may your word to me be fulfilled. Wow, that's powerful. When God tells us to do something, how many of us immediately get on board with it? None of us, right? <laughs> All of us are like, uh, can you go choose somebody else? <laughs> but both Mary and Deborah were messengers of God. They were both women. They were both mothers. They were both had families to take care of and had other things to do. And then God gets them engaged in the process of helping somebody else out. Being a helper, being a support, being of assistance to another, being a parent, being a partner, being a helper. But all of those things can feel overwhelming sometimes. There are some difficult days of parenting. Can anybody agree with me on that? There are some real problems. Our kids have some real trouble. Some of them are born with health issues. Some, some are born with problems with their emotions. Some are being bullied in school. Some, some are having difficulty learning with education. What's some other things that kids may struggle with in our lives? What's the big one? Mental illness, self-esteem, peer pressure. What's some things we struggle with? What? Mental illness. She said mental illness. I was thinking about finances. How expensive it is to raise children in this world. Isn't it hard? Some children are born into this world and they don't live a very long life. Some, of, some mothers and fathers are sitting here today still hurting about a child that they lost a year ago or two years ago because we still believe that parents outlive their children. It is difficult, and I'm saying this again, it is so difficult to be a parent. Have you all heard this new term called church hurt? Church hurt. That's a new one for me. But apparently people are talking about the ways in which when they grew up in the church, they experienced a hurt, a pain. Someone did something to them or they experienced something that was so devastating that they completely walked away from the church, completely walked away from the family of faith, and some of them completely even walk away from God. Do you all know anybody like that? Anybody that's walked away from the church, grew up in the church, raised in the church, but they're no longer a part of the church? Well, I want you all to think about Mary and Deborah. Because sometimes people in our world do cause us pain. There are some people that cause us pain. And I listen to the people as they talk about church hurt, and I thought, Think about Mary. Mary was a part of the church, a part of the Jewish faith, was she not? 
She was a part of a people of faith. Who hurt her son? Who hurt her son? Everybody, somebody said. Did people of faith hurt her son? Yes, the Jewish people hurt her son. Did the government hurt her son? Yes, the Roman government hurt her son. The people in his peer group hurt her son. Who was the one in in the peer group that hurt her son? Judas. People all around Jesus hurt Jesus. And then we as parents, we think we're supposed to grow up and nothing is ever going to happen to our children. Mary had all of this pain inflicted upon her child and the entire time she couldn't do anything. She was there at the cross when they nailed his hands. She was there at the cross when they nailed his feet. Talk about the mama bear. How many of y'all would have been like, um, hold up. That's my son. That's my child. And this is not about to happen today. I mean, we go up to school cussing out teachers and stuff, huh? You know, can't nobody in the neighborhood even discipline our kids. Remember y'all back in the day? Y'all tell those stories about how the neighbor used to spank you and you you couldn't get home because somebody was going to beat your butt before you got home. Try that today. (laughs) That ain't going to work today. (laughs) But Mary had to stand there. And watch her son be crucified. Watch him experience all of that hurt, all of that pain. And trust in God's plan. You see, God had given her a message. You're going to have the Messiah of the world. And she had to believe in that plan even when the plan did not make sense. You see, we have to begin to have a heavenly vision, a vision of eternity, that what we're going through today does not stop what's going to happen in heaven. Mary had a vision of eternity, but I want you to see that Deborah also had a vision of eternity. Because when Deborah was looking at her buddy Barak's struggle, She already trusted in God's plan. She said, you know what's going to happen? Because you need me, your victory is going to come through the hands of a woman. One of my biggest hardships as a pastor, because I love going online and watching other pastors preach and speak the word of God, I think it's amazing that we have technology that allows us to be a part of other people's services. But what breaks my heart is when I see my fellow male pastors stand before their congregations and teach that women have no place in the pulpit. 
And they will say, a woman cannot be the head of a man. Yeah, it's deep. (laughs) They will believe that, I even heard one man say, women can be lawyers, they can be doctors, they can be astronauts, they can be cure cancer, they can be in every career, but not here. I was like, dang, brother, what did we do to you? And I just want to yell sometimes, you need to stop. And they will even use the word of God and they say, but Paul said. And I'm like, did did you see what Deborah said? I see you saw Paul, but did you see Deborah? Uh, Did you miss the whole time with Mary? Did you miss that whole story? You see, we are in this together. And I think sometimes, what if men and women, especially us as Christian men and women, if we would stop battling each other and stop telling each other what we can and cannot do, and if we start working together, because what's more important? You trying to figure out if I'm standing here teaching the word of God or if we out in the world preaching the word of God. We need to be out there together, don't we? We need all hands on deck. We need every brother, every sister, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, nieces. We need everybody. Say everybody. We need all of us together because the enemy is real. And the enemy is here to kill, steal, and destroy. So we need all of us. Say all of us again. We need every single one of us on this journey. Because we have a vision of eternity. And that's what we're speaking to people. We're sharing that one day we will not be here anymore. And we're all going to be in heaven together. I think about how we get fixated on so many things. The news comes on and we going that way. Somebody put something online and we going that way. We can't figure out what to do. I watched the news story this past week about all of this stuff uh, uh, with the Roe versus Wade controversy. Did y'all see all of that? It's hard to think about, isn't it? But I realize some people are tethered, say tethered, That means they are, you know, connected to something. Some people are tethered to the Constitution of the United States. That's what they they live for. That's what they move for. That's That's how they exist. But as Christians, what are we tethered to? The Word of God. We are anchored and rooted in the Word. That is why when, you know, the wind blows to and fro, we stay rooted. You know, saints, our kids' success is not grounded in worldly things. Our children, if, if anything, if anything my children ever accomplish in this world, if they become doctors and lawyers, if they even become millionaires and billionaires, but they do not love Jesus, then I have failed. 
If all of our children grow up and to be all these wonderful people, but they do not love Jesus, something is radically wrong. Radically wrong. You know, teaching our children about success and what makes them successful people begins with teaching them about Jesus. Teaching them about Jesus. And I know some people think, oh, it's not important if I go to church. It's not important if I take the kids to church. Or I'm too tired to drag my grandkids to church. Tell your neighbor, take your kids to church. Take your kids to church. It is terrifying to think that so many of our next generation do not know Jesus. They've never been in the church. They don't know anything about Jesus. How many of us want those kids to know about Jesus? We all want them to know, don't we? So when I think back to that original question that I asked you all about, what is the advice that you would give to a young person, a young mother, a young father? One of the most important things that we can share with them is to teach your child about Jesus. Somebody said, I think it was Anna, to pray for them. Every time I see a newborn baby, the first thing I do is I take my thumb and I mark the sign of the cross on their forehead. And I say a little blessing. I say, welcome to the world in the name of Jesus. I'm so glad you're here. And start talking to them and encouraging them to know Jesus. How many of us have fallen through our lives? We've had some hardships some hard times. Who is there to help you up? God. Well, what physical person was there to help you up? Your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, your auntie, your cousin, somebody helped you, right? Are you willing today to help somebody else? Praise God. You see, there will be mistakes, there will be upsets, there will be falls, there will be lots of surprises in life, but we can do it together. Tell your neighbor, we can do it. We're all in this together. We're all in this together, saints. And as we um, begin to listen, we're going to stand and we're going to sing, walk around heaven. We're going to listen to the men's choir, bring this song together with us, and and we're going to listen to... How is going to look in, in heaven? Let us pray. Gracious God, you are so good, so awesome and amazing. And we say thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have a glimpse in the life of Mary and Deborah. Help us to know, Lord, that you need all of us, men, women, older, younger, every single person, Lord, that we can go forth in this world and spread your good news to all people and all places and all circumstances. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen.